Dude, can you bring up my iPad? All right, what's going on, everybody? Huh? Where's my bag? It's right, it's right beside me. You know, you could do that in a better way and make me look cooler. Appreciate your you. Your iPad's in your bag. Whatever. So, if I, folks, this is what I'm dealing with right here. This is this is what I'm dealing you said with. Make you, make you look, you said make you look cool. You said chicken chicken slim shady. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I'm not slim, so you lied. Uh, shady. Whatever. Uh, you're just weird now. Oh, yeah. You're just being uncomfortable and weird. Okay. You're weird. You're weird. Beard's you're weird. weird. Your beard's 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 weird. All right. Anyway, uh, here we go, folks. So CCM compromised that, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that this is happening where Christian artists no longer know what worship music is anymore. Uh, and, and where worship <clears throat> has become a means to success now. Uh, and I don't think people are getting the message that every time we do something, to simulate the world because don't forget i get it we come out of the world right so believers used to be connected to the world and so what happens is it's really simple our memories are in the world good and bad are in the world like so we're still trying to manage uh and, and trying to collect what things can we bring into the kingdom of god what what concepts can we bring into the kingdom of God? What ideas, you know? So there's there's pagan artwork, right? And so it's like, okay, well, can we bring because because it's art, can we bring it into the kingdom of God? You know, and I want everybody to understand <clears throat> the illusion that's happening here is that the the world has created these things such as art and. You know, and it's just expression and blah blah blah, and and what's and, and and as true as art exists, and as true as true. Remember, I said that as true as art exists, as true as we have a right to express ourselves, as true as we shouldn't be ashamed of of, of our bodies, uh, we shouldn't be ashamed of of you know the, the only things that we should be ashamed of are are the things that really bring shame uh but what's happened is the industry okay the industry has now taken our identity and and, and the reason why is because the industry will reward you in an exaggerated way for being one of the uh profound and how do you become profound in, in the in the secular world, how do you become profound? What are you willing, what, what they call sacrifice, it's actually just compromise. No one wants to admit it. You know, worship, but don't worship for real. You know, worship, but don't have a standard. Now, this is where people struggle is that God, God is a God of standard and his standard is purifying and, and, and his standard is, is real. We live in a generation now where the standard of God has now been, uh, you know, well, the standard of God 
people are now seeing as antiquated uh, and archaic and, uh, th- th- and and easy to dismiss. So now, <clears throat> where where did this originate from? Where did this originate? Well, this originated from the original error. The original error was the, the when 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 the Gentile Church took the word of God, but didn't take the culture. I repeat, the compromise started with it because you you when you build something on error, it just gets more wrong. Okay, it just when you build something on error, it just gets more wrong. Uh, and so when you when when people were no longer interested in truth anymore, they liked the idea of God, but don't like the idea of conviction. And so now the industry has in America. Nothing is about in America. Nothing's about preserving the ancient. Nothing's about preserving the ancient principles of life and truth. Everything is about what's new, what's the hot thing right now. You heard people along. America's not trying to establish families. It's trying to herd people along. Give people busy work. Got to constantly entertain people. To you know. Uh, it dumbs people down because they don't want established, successful families. They don't want families with morality. They don't want families with morality. They don't want families that are stable. They want a culture of people, a culture of people that are easily herded through life. And unfortunately, uh, when you throw success out there, right? It's easy to do that. It's easy to manipulate people when you throw this idea of success. Well, I want to remind you that most celebrities you know are absolutely miserable. The most celebrities you love, they constantly have to perform. They can't go out in public without people wanting to get an autograph and this and that. They're constantly out there. And you go, well, well, don't we have a right to be entertained? Well, guys, listen. Entertainment has become a part of of the American culture and the American culture is trying to replace life. Human society is trying to replace existence. You, you don't have to, you know, you know, when I look at, you know, the millions, do you want to know why so many celebrities are mad about uh, the internet right now is because they used to be able to be mysterious and, and, and make people uh, and, and have power over people. I'm going to show you guys something. Celebrities like the idea of being considered one of the elite because they can play an acting role or they can play music. or So it made them feel more powerful. And there were people who had greater gifts than them. And the people that had greater gifts than them began to feel inadequate. And so now you've got people feeling powerful because they can make music and they can rap and they can play guitar and they can act and they can do all this great stuff. And the people that the people that, that they thought were beneath them, and it was this mystery because you couldn't see them. You didn't know where they were. But every time they came out, they were doing something great, something significant. They were doing something powerful, something you couldn't do. Plus, in the media, there was only a certain amount of television time. There was only a certain amount of radio time. And only the elite could be up there. Only the best of the best could be up there. And that's what they told us. And then the internet comes out. And the internet started showing 
thousands of people that could do things better than so-and-so and they could make better movies and they could make better music and they could make better i mean you just start seeing such a vastness of creativity from all over and people just begin to two things happen people to get begin to get confident people begin to get more creative they get to get more of this and and, and and here's where the concern got you started finding out it was happening. All this greatness is happening. Now, the first time I saw it was when TBN comes out and all the, the preachers you know, would get upset because the members of their churches would donate to the preachers on television and buy their CD sets and CD collectors. That was the first time I saw it in the church. Then I saw when Christian rap and Christian rock started coming out. And all the preachers, they were already mad at all the preachers that were on TV. All the preachers started canceling Christian rap and Christian rock and saying that, no, this is what Christian is. And all the preachers. Church, and then, then it became these nuances where, where the next church would be like, ah, I'm going to start a church where we play Christian rock and we play Christian rap. I'm going to start a church that accepts the outcast. Yeah, that's a great idea. And 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 then you had the black church saying, well, we're we're gonna start, you know, just focusing on gospel music and we don't want to connect with the, the, the weirdo white Christian hippies. We don't want to connect and the, the, and then the white Christian hippies were like, ah, oh, we'll we'll connect with the churches that don't treat black people right. And well it's so all you found was just more reasons to divide. Because, because the church started following industry. The church didn't even realize it was becoming a consumer of a product called the form of godliness without even knowing it. Next thing you know, preachers started even wanting to be more like celebrities, not realizing that the more you are celebrated, Look at look at look at how humans celebrate things. They love to lift things up to destroy them later. Oh, humans love doing that. Humans love resurrecting something just to destroy it later. It loves loving something and then destroying it later. That's that's human consistency, you know. And then what's so scary, what's so terrifying, is how preachers don't follow, don't actually look at the end result. Look at how all the celebrities have been dying lately. Look at all the celebrities who've been, who, who, who died wealthy. Didn't, didn't Yeshua say you can gain the whole world and lose your soul. And so now, so, so now when worship music comes out and, and we, we've, we've abandoned, we've abandoned holiness for charisma and nobody wants to talk about it. And now, Christian artists go get a record deal, right? They go get a record deal. And when they get this record deal, you know, they now, because they're on a secular label, they can't talk about the things of God. And if you think radio stations and record labels don't actually have a relationship, you're dead wrong. You are 
grossly mistaken about that. You're, you're dead wrong. Because the radio stations tell the, 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 the record labels tell the radio stations what to play. This is why Current FM is so important. I've been trying to get you guys to understand why we have to support Current FM. We, we play independent music. You don't have to be a part of a record label. You can't suck. Like, don't be awful. Like that, yeah. Don't be, don't like if you're like if you're. It's not good. Then don't don't do that. Don't give us you know, we, we, you know. But we have there is a standard. But we play independent music. We play you know like when it's time to preach. Do you think anyone on this station stops me from sharing the gospel when it's time to preach? It's like, hey guys, this is going in the world today. We're not going to keep playing music when this is going in the world today. We need to be. They need a word right now. That's what we do. We do. We take it seriously. So. We, if if the radio, there's a huge, huge radio station that everybody knows. Well, this radio station is now, you know, hey, guess what, guys? This radio station, it's, it's, it's submitted to these record labels, right? These record labels are telling people what to play, you know, and, and, and you know, it, we're, we're not one of those radio stations. There's this huge, huge radio station that everyone knows huge Christian radio station that everyone knows it goes around buying other radio stations, you know, that, that are independent. And we are fully funded by your support. And guess what happens? Here's what happens. Once they gain control, another industry happens. Guys, you cannot industrialize ministry. I'm going to say that again. You cannot industrialize ministry. You can industrialize man-made stuff. But you cannot industrialize concepts and principles that were only designed for God. And when you start trying to add money to it, and it becomes the entertainment industry, the fact that you can you can make yourself believe that that Christians are supposed to be worried about money and entertainment. You just tried to bring a system of man into the kingdom of God. And, and, and I don't blame the Christian artists, by the way. When the Christian artist was, and for the most part, the Christian artist in America was never taught properly. Usually the preachers were more focused on their gifts and ability than their, than their zeal for God and their ability to be discipled. So these artists get to, to get to bypass discipleship because they're really, really talented. And so being talented, we replace anointing with talent. And then we call talented people anointed, even though they don't have a heart for God, even though they're too cowardly to stand up for God and be brave. No, we'll, we'll call them anointed because they're talented and they make people feel good. Yeah. Oh, the things that people will do for a good feeling. People will betray God and call it the gospel for a good feeling. And so now these musicians, these musicians, uh, they know how to rock out a crowd, but they don't know how to live holy. And some of them aren't even interested. Do you know how many artists I know that are in the secular world who say, Duke, we know we're performing. Christian artists don't even know they're just performing. They, they love the fact that they make people believe that they believe God and they don't even know they're performing. Christian artists are okay with 
diving deep into the Holy Spirit and leading people to the throne room. And then and then and then going to the next unknown spot and doing ungodly things, you know. And and and, and again, I don't blame them because they want to be successful because that's what preachers have been preaching god wants you to be successful and, and he gives you gifts and ability to be successful well, i will explain something to you about that god gives you gifts and ability to serve him you know god gives you gifts and ability this is why this is why i'm telling you guys you, we, we have been squandering the opportunity to build kingdom culture and i've been telling you guys for almost 10 years now Almost 10 years now, we got to get serious about building kingdom culture. Isn't it funny that every time a movement starts with the kingdom of God, somebody tries to, to infiltrate the movement by offering success? This is not anything new. That when, when Yeshua showed up on the scene, Satan showed up on the scene. And what did he do? He offered opportunity. He offered opportunity to the Messiah. Don't you know, worship leader? Don't you know, pastor? Don't you know, author? Don't you know, writer? Don't you know, talented person? That the enemy is going to offer you an opportunity to bypass the process and the principles of God. The enemy's going to always offer you. People think the enemy's always trying to come against you. No, he wants in on what you're doing. Because if what you're doing is for the kingdom, he wants intel. He wants to be informed. He wants to be informed. He wants intel. And he'll he'll leech on to your life to find out. It's just like spies. Just like spy warfare. The enemy wants. So what is it? The enemy knows that great moves of God. You Don't you know the enemy knows the power of music? Lucifer knows the power of music. The devil knows the power of music. And you got Christians out there who can't even say that there's a devil. You got Christians out there that can't say this and that. And you expect people to believe in a God that you're too... You, you're, you want people to believe in a God that for a paycheck you'll turn on. You want people to believe in a God that you genuinely don't really believe in. And now uh, Sean Foyt Sean Foyt comes out and he was talking about this reality that I'm talking to you about. Sean Foyt comes out and he starts talking about uh, how <laughs> Sean Foyt comes out and is talking about how I'm going to send this to him real quick. Uh, let's see, I'm sending this to Sean Foyt. Sorry. Sean Foyt was talking about how Caleb. Uh, and the, the Christian industry and the music industry is controlled by a lot of compromised people. Do you know if the military, the, the reason why the church in America can't really gain a grip in, in influence is because it's so divided that it can't culturalize anything. Because you got your black Christians, you got your white Christians, that black Christianity, white Christianity, you got your woke Christianity, your denominational Christianity, and, and they all claim 
to be. Oh, they all use the same scripture that, oh, we're all just different parts of the body. No, you're all different bodies with different body parts. You're not all, because if you were different parts of the body, the end goal would be truth and to seek God, right? To truth. That would be the end goal. Truth and spirit would be the end goal. But you got in one body, see, there's a form of godliness that nobody wants to talk about. Well, nobody wants to talk about the form of godliness that denies the power thereof. So there's, there's only two groups. There's only two types of believers. The fake ones and the real ones. There's only two types of believers. You know, th th there's many types of people that do things the wrong way. But don't get this twisted, homie. There's only two types of believers. Fake believers and real believers. There's only two types of worshipers. True worshipers and false worshipers. And you will know them by their fruits. If they only show up for money, if that's the reason why they show up, then money is who they serve. They're serving. They will show up to serve. All right. They will show up to serve because they were paid. That's like that's you know, the scripture already tells us give a workman their hire. Like give a person so people should be paid for their service, right? But if the only reason you show up is for money, <laughs> oh, it's, 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 it's a purity check. It's like, watch this. You, if someone was trying to break into your house, if someone was trying to break into your house, you would want the police to show up, right? But what happens if your neighbor is a police officer, but he's off today? Today he's not paid. You scream out, hey, help, someone's trying to break into my house. And you can see his police car in the front yard. And he comes out and he goes, I can't help you today. I'm off. I don't get paid today. Call 911. <laughs> I, I'm off. I don't, I'm not punched in. I'm not on the clock today. Imagine if everybody responded to life the way the church does. Oh, we can't do this because we're nonprofit. Oh, we can't do this. See, the church has squandered off a lot of its responsibilities to the world. And so when people in the world who never knew that the responsibilities or, or the ideas that, that they did, you know, like someone saying, oh, we should come up with an orphanage. You no, know, the church should come up with an orphanage. You know, oh, we should do this. Or, oh, the reason why. Everything that the church neglects, the secular world turns to an industry and uses it against the church. Did you guys just hear what I just said? Everything that the body of Christ neglects, the enemy will take it and turn it into an industry, gain the loyalty of the people, and then use it against the body of Christ. I'm going to say it again. Everything, everything, every principle, every concept, every truth, every movement, everything that the body of Christ neglects, 
the enemy will use it, gain the loyalty of the people, the trust of the people, then turn around and use it against the church. And then the church will be, you know, trying to, you know, use principles it doesn't even understand. And, and this and that ends up looking goofy because now you're behind the eight ball because the enemy has used a principle that the church should have been operating in. But because it didn't operate in it, see, I every church, this is how we fight. This is how you develop culture. If, you, if you're called to be a pastor, if you're called to be a pastor, guess what you're also called to be? You're called, also called to be a cultivator. You're also called to be a farmer. If you're a pastor, you're also a farmer. Okay? If you're a pastor, you're also a farmer. And you're supposed to cultivate. So you find out the creative people that God is sending to your church. You find out their gifts and their abilities. You disciple them first in the word of God teaching them the ways of God and, and how to war. This is the reason why in the military, they don't allow civilians in the military. They transform them into soldiers, okay? And the ones that don't soldier gets kicked out. And you know, they're like, You're, you don't have what it takes to defend this country. And, and so there's a lot, you don't understand that there's a lot of standards that the military has that comes right out of the word of God. But the church doesn't want to actually apply the standards because the, the church is too focused on relating instead of elevating. The church is stuck on relating instead of elevating. And relating has its place. But you don't relate for the sake of compromising the gospel. We relate to say we all need a savior. That's where we relate, that we all need a savior. We relate that we all lived in sin. We relate that we've all been dysfunctional. We relate in those areas and we relate that we need a savior, which means we all need to shut up and we all need to submit ourselves to the savior. We, we, we don't, we don't need to compromise. We, we have a savior. We don't need to see. And this is part of the problem is that we're so in love with the secular world. We're so fascinated and we just ignore the immense amount of struggle and failure that even the wealthy have shown us. You can have all the money in the world. It doesn't make you a good husband. You can have all the money in the world. It doesn't make you a good wife. You can have all the money in the world. You can be known all over the world. It doesn't mean you're not going to die. It doesn't mean you can overcome addiction. Just because you have so much money, it doesn't mean you're going to be the healthiest. It doesn't mean you're going to be the strongest. I mean, it, Having money has proven nothing except you get the deception of your own illusion from your own desires. You can now afford everything you think wrong. You can now afford to live in your error. You can now afford to live in your error. And then you, you get trapped by your error. So then the, what you find out is you, be, you create a beautiful illusion and a beautiful prison. And you don't even know how to get out of it. And now you're rich with a savior. Now you're one of the greatest singers in the world, but still need a savior. Now you're, you're, you, you've gained the whole world, but you still need a savior. The same way you can be at rock bottom and need a savior. This is why I'm like relativity relating is something that just comes. We all need air. We relate. We all need food. We relate. 
We all need love. We relate. So there's no need to compromise. You don't see, you, 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 know, what's, you know what's funny? Is actually, I was going to say, you don't see the secular world trying to compromise to fit into the body of Christ. But actually you do. Actually you do. Look at all the movies that have prayer in it. Look at all the movies that have prayer in it. Look at, look at all the, 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 you know, look at look at how much money the secular world depends on the people of faith. They want us to tell our stories. You know, they want us to tell our stories. Listen, listen guys, the secular world knows that the, the, the people of God are important. If you think it's not, if you think it's a joke, let me see if I can just pull this up. Uh, how do I do this? Let's see. Uh, where are the, is it the, which one is the movies? The, the, the Grammys or the Emmys is the movies. Let me see. I, I, you know, cause where is the Grammys filled? I believe it's Grammys. Where are the Grammys filled? Where are the Grammys held? I'll say. He's supposed to call the best on the record. Uh, okay, downtown Los Angeles. Um, it's in Los Angeles. What theater? Let's see. We're gonna look at what theater. All right, we're gonna check this out. What theater? This is uh, Crypto.com Arena located in okay. the Grammys have been held at most years at Crypto.com uh, Crypto.com Arena. Let's see if I can find out the location of that. This main attraction development in LA Live development is located next to the Los Angeles Convention Center complex. Uh, so let's see here. The crypto.com arena is where it's recorded at. That's the Grammys, right? Is that is that the one with the the Emmys? Is that the what's, what's the difference between an Emmy and a Grammy? Is Grammy music? I think Grammy's music. Is Grammy's music? I I don't know. All right, the Peacock Theater. Those are all new companies, aren't they? Peacock. So Peacock and crypto, you know, cryptocurrency, they, they've all purchased arenas now. So new companies, new billion dollar companies are being created before the church will unite and establish. I, I need you guys to understand something. We've seen, we've seen the KKK pretty much fall and lose influence. We have seen integration. We have seen computers on phones. Computers and phones marry each other. We've seen Hispanics and black, Chinese and white. We've seen, you know, you know all types of stuff. We've seen uh, the homosexual community be accepted in modern society. We've seen 
dogs and cats living together. We've seen remakes of movies that we never thought we'd see. We've seen so much, so much. We've seen the electric car being born. But the church still won't work together. And I'm telling you right now, it's because of ego. It's ego. Why can't churches, why can't pastors come together and say, hey, guys, we're looking. We can clearly see. How, how, why is it that it's easier to get world leaders to come together and discuss world issues, but you can't get pastors to come together and discuss world issues? But yet pastors are supposed to hear from God. I'm telling you people right now, you know, listen to what I'm saying. Imagine if pastors came together for a State of the Union address. The churches came together and said, all right, let's look. What's really going on? What do we need to do? Like, I suggest this. We want to create, we want to make sure that the worship music we listen to is blessed. Watch this. Here's the solution. You want to make sure worship music is blessed? How about this? Churches come together. Start investing in the arts. Start in the, you develop your worship team and you invest in them. Give them, get out of the nonprofit begging mentality. Get out of the volunteer begging mentality and start paying your work, your artists so they can focus on their craft. Then you send them to a recording studio and, and you even, you build a recording studio in your church. Embrace the arts in your church. Help the painter sell their paintings that have scripture on it. Get, embrace them. If, if God is the creator and we are his creation, God's going to communicate to us through creativity. God's in community. So if you're denying the creativity of God and the expression of God through the people that God is sending, and you think the world's not going to take advantage of that? No wonder Christian artists are struggling identifying what worship is when so many of their wonderful, you know, so many of their, 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 their influences are talented people. What's wrong with talent, admiring talent at that point? What's, what's, what's so hard about that? This is what I mean, folks. This is where it becomes the struggle. This is where the struggle genuinely becomes real. Like, wait a minute. Like, I love Phil Collins. I love Beastie Boys. I love Run DMC. And he was like, oh, you got to denounce all that. No, you don't. You don't have to denounce that. I love Marilyn Manson. I used to love Marilyn Manson music. And they go, how? How could you love Marilyn Manson music and be a Christian? I say because when I when I'm angry and I'm flipping out, that music expresses where I'm at in that moment. It's honest music, right? Now I do know I need to rise above all of that stuff. I'm aware I need to rise above all of that that desire that that music that feeds the flesh. Yes, the music that feeds the flesh. You need to override. You gotta you gotta. But it doesn't mean it doesn't have a place. Because it does have a place. It's a dangerous place. It's a dark place, but it has a place. All rage and hatred and anger. It's all, it's all dangerous. It's all 
wickedness. It's all evil, but it has a place. It's called wickedness and evil. It has a place and it will be destroyed. So we have to have discipline to rise up because you can become comfortable with the chaos that you create. You can become comfortable with the chaos that relates to you. All the bunch of people in poverty get together. What do they do? They make each other feel comfortable. That's why they never excel, because they make each other feel comfortable. And then when the person tries to rise out of comfort zones and rise above, someone who starts speaking the words of truth, speaking the words of life, speaking the word of God, somebody starts wanting to rise out of poverty and out of comfort, and everybody starts trying to pull them back down. No, do things this way. That vision's too big. This is too much. You got a bunch of, you know, listen, guys, there's a bunch of weirdos who can't tell the difference between charisma, crazy, and the spirit of God. And they think that, you know, I tell people, if you want to see impact, if you want to know if something's a real move of God, Look for the impact. Look for the impact. Now watch this. I want to show you something. Jesus, Jesus himself went into Samaria, right? Jesus goes into Samaria and he talks to the Samaritan woman who said that they knew what worship was because they worshiped in the mountains. And Jesus is like, you don't know what you're doing. He goes, you don't know what you're worshiping. You don't know what you're talking about. You're talking to somebody that knows what he's talking about. All right. That's what Jesus does. And, and then uh, he says, she says, oh, I know that one coming call of Christ is coming. He'll let us know all things. And he was like, yeah, I'm that guy, lady. You need to listen. When I see the Samaritan woman, I constantly think about America thinking it knows what it's doing when it doesn't. To a 250-year-old nation thinking it has the, the, the ancient understanding of the principles of life just because we created some cool toys that have advanced through the last 50 years. I mean, we live in a society right now. Why does Americans think that they know everything? We literally live in a country where we've taken from every single, we've taken from the Spanish community, taken from the black community, taken from Europe, taken from China to create America. And we think we know everything. When we've taken from everything, like, oh, this was created here. Oh, yeah, how did it get here? <laughs> how did they get here? We've taken from everything. We, our, our language has been, uh, we've taken, for anything we get the word alphabet, alpha, alpha, you know what I mean? We've taken languages, you know what I mean? We've taken, <laughs> we've taken everything, you know, like, like you know, say America's a melting pot. A melting pot of what? Other cultures, other ideas. So, so what? Watch this. Watch this. So then they do the separation of church and state. Still in America, right? The separation of church and state. And and, and what's so crazy about it is that God, the Word of God, was designed to govern us, to govern us. God, God literally said to Abraham, "I'm going to make a nation out of you." You know what the word nation means? doesn't mean state. It doesn't even mean country. It means people in groups. People groups. That's what the word nation means in Hebrew. It means people groups. So God's going to say, I'm going to have a people group that's mine. 
the rest of the world can do whatever it wants. I'm going to I'm going to make a people group that's mine. My music, not Lucifer's music. It's going to be my music, my culture, my way, my people. We're going to, I'm going to love them. They're going to love me. And, and, and what, 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 here's what happens. When we neglect our people group, we, the, the nation of God, the nation of children of God, the nation of believers, this is the word nation means people groups. Don't forget, you got the WWE nation. You got the boxing nation. You got the football nation. And they're all industrialized people. People work day in and day out to make money, to buy stuff they don't need, to connect to nations that don't feed, feed their spirit. But God says, I'm going to build a nation. And I'm going to pour into that nation. That nation's going to pour into me. And I'm going to pour into that nation. I'm going to build that nation up. I'm going to build that nation up. And, and why would he do this? Because if you look at Genesis chapter 12, it says, so that the end result, the end result through it all, the end result is that all families of the earth are blessed. And through the whole purpose from generation, Genesis to Revelation, is that all families of the earth are blessed. And here we are dealing with a generation where the worship leaders don't know what worship is anymore. And, and we get there and you're like, oh, you know, I'm gonna you you you're you're crying and worshiping and I know you're just talking about how awesome your worship is. What is this? Oh yeah. That's what it is. The Golden Globes. The Golden Globes. The Babylon Everything Everywhere score major Golden Globe nominations. Golden Globe. Jeez. If you knew where the Golden Globes were recorded at, let's see. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to find out where the Golden Globes are recorded at. Anyway, my point, people, more than anything, is that uh, let's see, Golden Globes. Golden Globes. Let's see here. Let's see here. Where is it recorded at? Uh, it's, uh, it's, let's see. Hollywood Foreign Press. I want to know the location. Does anybody know where the Golden Globes are recorded at? Does anybody know? Let me let me know if you find out where the Golden Globes are recorded at. We'll see you. When you look at sex trafficking and all the stuff that's going on, you know, uh, it's so much of it is embedded in Hollywood. You know, so much of it's embedded in politics. The very people that we put above the church, the very people we put above God, do you want to know why? Because that's where people get paid. Politicians, politicians, what do the politicians do? They pay people. 
what, what, what does your job do? It pays you. So what it does, because mammon, money, mammon, it, it causes you to put your faith in a different category where you might be working for a pagan culture, right? And the excuse is, the excuse will be, uh, we live in a fallen, broken world, and I got to have a job. I got to feed my family. Like, no, all you're doing is trying to fit into a people group called paganism, a people group, a pagan culture that doesn't honor God, doesn't the And the reason why you feel like you need to do that is really because you want to fit in man's society. Because when you look at church culture, you don't see how church culture benefits you at all so psychologically when you look at all the advancements all the success all the money all the wealth all the stability all these opportunities it makes it the the illusion the illusion is that the world is better for your family even though that's the very world that destroys your family It'll have you working so much that you're not a good husband. You're not a good father. You're not a good wife. You're not a good mother because you're better to the people on your job than you are to your own family because you got to pay the bills and life is hard. But if the body of Christ would embrace creativity, if the body of Christ would embrace innovation, then we would have the, the ecosystem that we need to fuel the things of the kingdom of God. And now we can raise our children in the in the conquest of sharing the gospel. Now we can make sure we can build. Can you imagine buying? Can you imagine a body of Christ coming together and building a hotel? I mean, a, a hospital, building a hospital. Watch this. Imagine the church coming together, building a hospital, right? And this hospital is for praying doctors because we're also going to build a medical college where where believers can now go to college and learn how to to the human anatomy and say hey we want to make sure that this is a medical college where we can put science and faith together this is a college did you know that most of the colleges that we send our kids to school to today they used to be christian schools but then we stopped focusing on God and let the world take it. And I'm telling you right now, the world will take everything that the body of Christ neglects. You want to know why worship leaders don't know what worship music is, is anymore? Because the body of Christ didn't value the arts and the, the secular world started realizing, hey, there's a value in this church music stuff. Let's create Let's create a Christian department on our secular radio station. So watch this. Christian musicians will never get the marketing and advertising that the secular world does. <laughs> so that means Christian artists, when they're making money and they're making music, most of their money goes to marketing secular artists that actually ends up fueling the secular world. They're not getting the, that money's not going to make the world a better place. That world's not going to make the world a better place. It's not. That, that, that money's going toward making sure that the enemy has a foundation to constantly speak against the body of Christ. So, so when you look at these, these Christian artists on secular labels, 
the secular label determines what song comes out and what song doesn't come out. How many times you get to say Jesus in a song? Yeah. That's what's actually happening in the, in the Christian music industry. That's what's actually happening in the Christian music industry. The secular world is determining how what they can talk about, how much music they discuss. The secular world is determining all of that stuff. And, and it seems like and it's like nobody cares. No, nobody cares. No, the body of Christ is not, you know, is not responding. And you know what's sad about the body of Christ is it keeps thinking that the body, the body of Christ keeps thinking that we just won't acknowledge it. No, people, listen. Yeshua lived in a time. Yeshua lived in a time where uh, the church had not been established yet. Corruption was everywhere. There was they, they threw a naked woman in front of him, and he was because he was so connected to the word because he was the word that he was unmoved by any pagan activity, and that's the end goal. We are supposed to be the leaders of of, of culture. You know, we're supposed to be the leaders of culture. We're supposed to be the influencers. We're supposed to be we're supposed to be the examples of what family is supposed to look like. But we're so focused on, you know, and, and this again, when you watch the other, when you watch the utter non-effectiveness of a modern American church, right? You watch the non-effectiveness of it. And you, of course, these worship leaders are going to say, well, I got a better opportunity at doing what God called me to do by getting a record deal. Because guess what? Too many pastors are always asking for volunteers instead of saying, hey, we need to generate so much money. We need to listen to this because it's about balance. The, the, the church needs to say we need to generate so much money that we can start paying our worship team, that we can start paying the people that volunteered. We need to be able to pay them. We need to be able to pay everybody. Why? Because then we, when, when a family who's got their light bills being paid because they're serving God, now they can value in reality. See, this is this is the real reason why there's an argument on if God is real or not, is because when a family can, when a father and a mother can survive because they're serving God and their bills are being paid because they're serving God. But here's the reality. The reality is when we put the when the church when all the church does is ask for volunteer 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 and the church is good the 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 man and woman the father and mother are going I gotta feed my kids I gotta pay the light bill I gotta get a house I gotta get a car we gotta we gotta survive and they're going volunteer 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 and nothing comes out of it or they go we got a good job well God bless me for that good job well sure about that you sure about that god bless you with a job that's going to pay you to not develop the kingdom of god and your pastor is going to get 10 percent of the income that comes from you not building the kingdom of god because you got a job then your pastor is going to ask you for the same commitment that you give to your job to actually take care of your family, he's going to get 10% of that to build the church 
So now, if you multiply this scenario times the population of America or the American Christian, that means most Christians in America are helping develop the secular world, only giving God 10% of their efforts and income to build the kingdom of God. Not God doesn't need your money, but people do to build vision here on earth. So guess what? So now that means at best, the secular world is 90% more advanced because they have nine, they have the efforts. Watch this. They have the efforts of the body of Christ going into the secular world. And the church only gets a little piece here. Right? And so when you look, the Bible says, where a man's treasure is, there his heart is also. Well, if the secular world, if the church, if believers, if believers are spending more time with the secular world doing secular stuff, and then we don't expect the influence of secularism and paganism to be on. This is why so many people can't stand Christians, because they're like, dude, we see you drinking our beer. We see you smoking our cigarettes. We see you uh, watching our movies. We see how much you love us, and you're trying to get us to believe in your God that you clearly don't like that much. <laughs> No one wants to see it. It's not, it's not that it's polarizing. It's just that it's that real. You These people, they watch how much we invest, build. Like, you helped build this. You invested it. You made sure Netflix was a billion-dollar organization. You did not take care of your church. You did not back the pastor up with his vision. You did not support. You know what I mean? And so what do the pastors do? The pastors are like, well, maybe we need to just start listening if the church would learn how to, if the church would learn how to get ahead of innovation, versus always trying to get support from innovation, if God is with believers, then why don't believers create more? If God is with believers, then believers should be creating. So, here's the solution. Every church needs to start a record label. Every church needs to start a marketing company. Every church, we, we look at what is involved. Every church needs a discipleship program. In that discipleship program, you discover people's gifts and abilities. Every church should have a plan to make sure that the children are going to college at least getting some type of accreditation in that skill set that they have. Every church needs, if it's worship and leadership and music, we need to make sure that our worship leaders are protected and that they have the ability to enhance themselves, their families, and advance in the kingdom of God with stability. Not saying that anything's easy. If it's mission work, we need to make sure that there is a system where missionaries don't have to worry about the budget. The American church produces $365 billion a year. We need to make sure that we open up restaurants. We need to make sure we open up grocery stores. We have, guys, we're not thinking about the 
the expansion of the kingdom of God. We're so dependent on Walmart. We watch little little stores turn to corporate conglomerates, corporations. Corporations now own America. Corporations now own the government because everybody does something for a paycheck now. The church does not have to lose influence. Like, like this video that I'm making, right? This video that I'm making right now. How many of you guys will actually share it? You see what I'm saying? The politicians are corrupt. You know, the politicians are corrupt. The church is corrupt. You know, the parents are corrupt. Corruption's everywhere. So how does somebody find truth now? Not your truth, my truth, garbage. You know, this is the problem. This is nobody wants to be corrected and everyone's, everyone's so offended. I don't want to be negative. You're not being negative. You're being honest. We're in a negative situation. If we want to get out of the negativity, we got to get more honest so that we can get out of the negative activity. We want to get out of the negativity. So we got to get more honest. And the more honest we become, the better we need. We need faith-based record labels and they need to be funded, not nonprofits. They need to be funded. You know, we got to get out of celebrityism. We got to get out of celebrityism. You know, uh, look, look, guys, people will raise you up today and then they'll crucify you tomorrow. I, I've seen it myself. You know, you want to find out how much people love you, go through something. You'll find out. You'll find out how people, like a perfect example, when I had the kiosk and people were like, I just felt like your season was over. Well, no, the season wasn't over. You guys just didn't support us. And then what ended up having the business failed. That's it's your season was over. If, if God wanted it, he would have kept it up. Oh, yeah, that's not a true statement. What happens is that when people neglect things, things fall apart. That's what happens. Everyone has it just wasn't your season. Stop trying to spiritualize your refusal to actually be invested in moves of God. Because that's the reason that's the reason why COVID shut down so many churches. That's because people were like, this is the season. No. The fact is, when people of God don't respond, terrible things happen. Because so you said, watch this. People will say our season is over, right? Well, guess what? The result is. We're, we're being sued by the mall. I gotta, I gotta find a way to come up with twelve thousand dollars to pay them all. But while all these people are saying, "Duke, we're praying for you," doing, we're doing this. God, they're gonna drop, you know, they're gonna drop the charges. It's easier for you. It's, 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 it's easier for you to tell me, so you don't have to see me asking for support to help us share the gospel in the mall. Listen to how how demonic this is. It's easier for you to say. We don't want to keep seeing you ask us to help you preach the gospel, even though we're Christians, even though we're pastors. We're tired of seeing you ask us to help you share the gospel in the mall where the gospel's not being preached. Uh, we're tired of you asking us to do that. And, and we believe that God doesn't want you to be in the mall anymore because it's easier for us to not see you ask us for help for sharing the gospel. And so we believe that God that God's telling you to shut the kiosk down. So I shut the kiosk down. And what happens? I get sued $12,000. And all those people who told me to shut the kiosk down have gone about their business. They're not going to help me. Hey, Duke, 
We, we, you shut the kiosk down. We're going to help you. We're going to help you pay this. We're going to help you. We told you to shut it down, so we're going to help you take care of this. Oh, no. It's, well, you know, dude, you know, sometimes change just hurts. Yeah, I don't serve that God. I don't serve that God. The God I serve is victorious. He's the creator of all things. The God I serve called us to work together. And see, I noticed that people who uh, who are used to disappointment preach disappointment. I know that the, the, the people who are used to, to losing, they preach it. I know it's the people who, who, are, who are used to abandoning people. It's because they've been abandoned. So they don't understand anything about follow through. So for me, let me tell you what I, for me, me and my kids are like, all right, we're out here on our own. So what do we do? We go to God. God, give us another idea so that we can take care of all this mess. And he does. Just like that. And he does. He gives us another, he gives us another idea. This is what I'm talking about, people. You can't stop a living, creating, a living, creative God. The only thing you can do is get in tune with him. So I don't mind people who you know, watching the kiosk fall and sit back and you know, all this other stuff. It doesn't bother me. What bothers me is that now more than ever, we need revival. And the church is still playing around with these principles like, oh, my God. This is how you get to revival. First of all, we need reconciliation. We need to reconcile with the authentic word of God. We need to actually know what we're talking about and stop pretending like we know what we're talking about. We need to actually know what we're talking about. That's the first thing, to actually get taught. You might be a preacher. You might be called to preach and everything like that. It doesn't mean you automatically know the word of God just because God told you he was, you were going to preach. So you got to humble yourself. Right? You got to be open to correction, open to be led, open for leadership. You got to be open for these things. Then on top of that, you got to so, so you got to be willing to be disciple. Then on top of that, you got to be willing to listen. You got to be willing to learn. It's going to be difficult for most people. Then you got to get to a place where you are determined to put God first. Where you're determined to put God first, not where where God comes second, and you uncompromisingly put God first. You know that that's the part that, that people really freak out on. It's like, oh, you mean you mean you mean with no compromise? Just because you don't compromise doesn't mean you're going to get everything right. Why do we always plan on failure? Why do I play on it? Well, you know, you got to leave some wiggle room for us to disappoint God. Man, we, we just, we love that idea. You know, I'm only human. I can disappoint God because I'm only, no. Strive for it. Be full of zeal. Strive for the righteousness of God. Strive to please God. Strive for it. People don't want to shock. Christian music right now is in such a dark place. Atheist are leading worship now. Did you know that there's a Christian drag queen band? <laughs> there's a Christian drag queen band. Actually, they're not Christian anymore. They, they did denounce Christ. Uh, there's so much stuff happening. And it's all because 
the church in America, in modern culture, does not want to admit that it loves the world and knows more about the world and is for more familiar with the world than it is the ways of God. Well, folks, I want to give some solutions. Here is the solution. And you guys got to check this out. I'm going to pull this up real quick. Let's see if I can. I'm going to give you guys something. If you if you got to look at the other video, if, you, if you're on Facebook, you're not going to see it. Uh, there's another video that, I, that I'm, I'm doing. Uh, and please share this video. Uh, it's also going to be on the podcast. This is also a podcast. Uh, so make sure you check that out. So you can hear the whole thing in its entirety. Uh, if you want to email me, uh, you can do so at duke at comingsoonjesus.org. If you have any complaints, if you want to fuss at me about something, but I'd love to hear from you. Duke at comingsoonjesus.org. That would be phenomenal. Let me see if this uh, login comes in. Hey, Zingo, when you get, did you guys get a login? All right, don't say it. Just send it to me. Uh, get, uh, bring, come here, let me see it. But uh, listen, if you want to email me, do get coming through Jesus.org. If you want to fuss, if you want to tell me that I'm wrong about something, uh, go ahead, feel free. Um, but I'm going to explain something to you is that I'm a word man, I love the word of God, uh, I'm open. I'm not going to say what you want me to say just because you want me to say it. I'm not going to believe you just because you have a serious face. Uh, it doesn't mean you're right because you have a serious face. Uh, it, just because you're mad or offended, it doesn't really matter. Uh, if you're mad or offended, no one cares about your feelings. I care about you as a person. Maybe not your feelings. I care about your soul. But because I don't care about anything that's going to manipulate you and help you become a weaker version of yourself. Uh, look at Ezekiel. What are you doing, man? Are you listening to me go off? Am I making sense at all? Yes. Are you just saying it because you want food? No. <laughs> you know, it, because here's the thing, man. I don't want people to be deceived and then be angry, right? When they're when there's <laughs> I don't want people being uh, angry when they find out victimization doesn't work. Oh, what is happening there? There we go. Because it doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's the frustration part is that God's not, God's not, a, you're not going to manipulate God. You can, so they look at Adam and Eve, for example, they both get in trouble. <laughs> he kicks them both out because they were deceived. So you're like, man, you can get in trouble for being deceived. Like how much sense does that make? And the truth is, it makes perfect sense. The truth is, it makes perfect sense that you can be deceived for, uh, you get in trouble for being deceived. Because if you just stay with the truth, no one can deceive you. If I tell you to be in at 8 o'clock, right, 
What does that mean? <laughs> That's what it means, right? Yeah. You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> so if someone says, hey, let's just do this real quick. We'll, we'll be home by 10. Does that change what I just said? No. <laughs> no. So, do you see how, you get, like, how people can confuse themselves? And then it's like, oh, then what happens when your friend says, oh, he said be in by this time, but he's going to be cool. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah, he's not going to be mad. And here comes 10 o'clock, right? Here comes 10 o'clock, and you come through the door, and you're like, okay, you listen to your friends, because I told you to be home by a certain time, and, and you go, well, my friends said I won't get in trouble. And so you listen to them. And then you come to the door, and I'm standing there. And you're in trouble. And you say, my friends told me, I wasn't going to get in trouble. Isn't that crazy? And it's like, but I'm your father. You, you tell me what your friends told you, but they don't care if you get in trouble or not. You're like, that's, that's the insane part. Is how we will actually, we will listen to people that are not going to evaluate our souls. Now, these worship leaders, a lot of them are deceived because of the compromise that they already accepted in the church. You know, I mean, think about it. How confusing is it? If you if you grew up going to church where you knew that the majority of the artists in your church were homosexuals, and then it's a generation that shows up, right, that says homosexuality should be accepted. And you're going, we have not seen consistency in the church. I feel like the problem is they're trying to stay to what's relevant in this generation. Because so they're, they're, try, they're trying to impress the younger generation. Because that's where the money is in the younger generation. Yeah, in some sense, it's good. You can't let the younger generation take you out of what God is telling you to do. And so that's what happens. I would rather do what God's telling me to do than try to catch up with the younger generation. Oh, dude, that's amazing that you said that. So it's like they're trying to be cool instead of just following God. And following God is the coolest thing that you can do in the first place. Oh, I gotta, y'all got to hear him say, preach, boy. So He said following yeah. God is the coolest. <laughs> worship, gospel, whatever, they try to keep up with what's going on in this generation instead of just trying to be a leader of this generation. They try to follow this generation. And it ends up coming off fake and phony, right? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Can you guys tell when, when, the, when, the, when the church is doing something to try to like get you into it versus actually being real? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot on social media. Um, like the whole, they're trying to, they say, they're like, it doesn't matter that you're a homosexual coming into the church and trying to deceive the entire church. 
and they do and they know what's in the bible that it says not to do that. well what gets me more than that what gets me is that they know that it's like homosexuals they are a lot of homosexuals already know what the bible says about homosexuality right and so they they sit there and watch as as the church tries to jump on the new train and be like oh yeah we accept you they know why they're like you know that we're not going anywhere the homosexual community like, and they watch them compromise now there's other there's other people that, that really believe you know that god's gonna be okay with it i'm saying stop trying to be on both sides stop trying to play both sides either you're going to let people be who they are and then say for god to, to sort of but when you start seeing christians who actually are okay with homosexuality act like they're not in publicly but privately they're homosexuals themselves and then the homosexual community is going no we're not going to let that happen this is too important. You know, these pastors are homosexuals. This worship leader is homosexual. They tell because the movement is so important to them that they will expose homosexuality in the church. Yeah. Now, if the church was being real with God, they would say, this is why I believe that church people and people who don't believe in God need to learn how to communicate communication where it's like, Hey guys, here, everybody's welcome to come here, right? Well, first of all, the problem is that not everybody's welcome to come to church. No one wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that church is not for everybody. It was meant for leaders. and It was meant for the people of God. It was, actually, I learned that in the Bible, the church was actually supposed to be like a training. That's exactly right. It, it, it's a place where God is. Yeah. And the church is a place where God is. And you're supposed to be coming and counting. You don't come to church to change the church, to change the standard of God. You come to learn about God, to have an experience with God, to, to worship God. So the church already has its definition. And so what's happening now is that the secular world has invaded the church because the but the secular world has invaded the church because of the lack of consistency and principles. And then that's why no everyone's gotta step back and ask themselves, how do I know, how do I know if my church is just a form of godliness? Well it's like how much does your church desire to please God? That's the real question. Guys, never neglect the, how how low a person will go. I think one of the ways you can tell pastors start trying to, they read a scripture and they start trying to flip it to what they think it means. Instead of telling you the truth? Instead of telling you exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I agree. The, Sean Baker says the church is not a social gathering. There's an identity crisis going on in the church today. Hey, Sean, listen, Sean, I, so true. It's so true. Um, and I'm sorry that I've taken people through this. You know, they, they had to see me when I was going crazy. You know what I mean? But, but let me tell you why I was going crazy. Because I'm seeing this whole thing go down. And I'm like, guys, this thing is real. It's, it's real. There's something's wrong with it. Like, we're, we're, we're embracing everybody. 
but but it's like the only reason if the only reason people are coming to church is to change the church and the church is changing that ain't good because the church is supposed to be the influence the church is where people come to be influenced by god inspired by god Do you want to know where I can show you you've seen it before? I'll tell you. When Jesus flipped over the tables, when Jesus flipped over the tables in the temple, the, they turned worship into an industry. When Jesus flipped over the tables, they turned worship into an industry. All right? And the reason why is because, see, before you could just purchase your sacrifice at the temple, there was a process. And when it comes to the principles of God, you can't purchase to avoid process. If you're really going to pay the price for a principle of God, you've got to be processed because your process is what's qualified you. And so what happens is the, the, the way you were supposed to sacrifice is you were supposed to raise the sacrifice. You care for the sacrifice. And you're supposed to walk the sacrifice when it was time to sacrifice this animal. You were really invested in it. You cared for it. And you wanted to give God your best. So you put real love in this sacrifice and so when jesus shows up to the temple where they're about to sacrifice animals right and the true sacrifice is watching false sacrifice so he's watching false worshipers falsely sacrifice because they were seduced by a false system and couldn't even recognize the true sacrifice was standing right in front of them. So when he flipped the tables over, he was flipping the whole system over. He was flipping the whole system over saying, you can't even identify that the real sacrifice is standing right here. You're gonna, you, you, you can't identify that, but you got this system set up where people aren't even being intimate with the process, the ancient process, of what's required for God to even approve a sacrifice. So he's watching false worshipers and idolatry happen in the church. And they couldn't even identify that the true sacrifice was standing right in front of them. Because they were so, in, that's what he meant when he said, tradition makes the word of God of no effect. Tradition makes the word of God of no effect. So you want to know why people don't believe the Bible? It's because believers don't believe the Bible. People can tell that the church 
wants to mimic the world more than it wants to please God. They're not blind to it, folks. They can see it. They know that the, the church, it's not trying to, the church is not trying to infiltrate culture. The church is not even trying to create culture. And I'm going to tell you guys right now that the I want to leave it with this. The best thing we can do is learn the ways of God, manifest the ways of God. That's what's going to create culture. Manifesting the ways of God. Not compromising people, not compromising the word of God. Manifesting the word of God is what's going to win people over. Giving them examples to look at, something to look at. Everyone you compromise for, every principle you compromise, every principle you neglect, that's going to become future bondage. <laughs>